0: Do you hate discussing money with your partner? Well, today we're talking about how to start that money conversation. Adam says, take a moment to see what role you play in it and then own it. He also says, if you're not communicating your wants and needs, you could be missing out on that intimacy. So please stick around and enjoy the show. another episode of coffee with tea i'm your host tanya tyler and i am talking to a couple's financial counselor mr adam cole and he's going to get us straight on how we can get this money conversation started especially when you have that spouse that you've been trying to avoid but you know you need to have that conversation so adam welcome welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me tanya appreciate it
0: it's a pleasure and you know and I-, I shared with you that I- I- me and my husband we've gotten better um, but we, we used to avoid the, the the money conversation. So how is it, or I should say, why is it such a problem for couples to communicate, especially when it comes to money?
1: Yeah, because it's uncomfortable, right? It's scary. It's nerve wracking, uh, at least in the US, right? In general, money is a really taboo topic and we don't really learn how to talk about it openly. And, you know, just like any other area of life, we often have baggage uh, around it. But like I said, we never really learn to heal from it. Uh, we never have healthy dialogue with our, within our families. Oftentimes our parents had unhealthy relationships with money and each other in that regard. So uh, you imagine that one person has their own baggage around money, and then you try and now take that and add that with another person who also has their own baggage about money. And you try and find the two to somehow mix together. Oof, it can be it, it can't it can be not so pretty from time to time.
0: Right, right. Uh, yeah, we, we. I mean, I'm not going to put all our stuff out there, but, you know, we, we would avoid the conversation sometimes just to keep peace.
1: <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, I just put out uh, a graphic on my social media. I called it the uh, unhealthy money talk cycle, and it's just about how yeah, like that cycle of you avoid it, and you kind of hiding because you don't want to talk about it. You're scared or worried or whatever. Uh, but then you start holding it in and resentment builds. And then eventually it boils over and you explode and you fight and there's defensiveness. And then you're like, ooh, that wasn't good. I don't want to do that again. So you start hiding again, but it just repeats the cycle, right? Because these things do need to be discussed, but also in a constructive way.
0: Right, right. Well, Mr. M, before we go... Dive really deep deep into this conversation. How did your passion about um, couples uh, financial counsel come into play? How did, how do you become a part of this?
1: Yeah, I think that it first started. Uh, so I worked at a place called Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor and helping families with their finances over there. It's like insurance, and uh, they also do investments although at the time I wasn't licensed to work with investors, and I guess I'm still not. But uh, <laughs> the I really saw the difference that it could make for people to have the right information and how much of a knowledge gap there was, and the ways that it was affecting people's finances and even their uh, emotional health, because they didn't have certain things protected that they maybe would otherwise like to. Uh, so that was really the first kind of stake in the ground. But over the course of the 11 years it's been since I worked there, uh, it's just been a whole path of realizing that um, I want to be able to work in a space that makes a contribution to society at large, uh, to work in a field where rather than helping people or organizations, companies who are not necessarily doing good for the planet and just trying to make them wealthier, because that's a lot of the work I was doing as a tax lawyer. I wanted to do something that really could help other people that contributed to promoting equity and justice in the world. And uh, I ended up becoming a certified mediator as a result of doing some conflict resolution work inside of a community organization I was a part of. And I was like, let me get some real training for this. So I got certified in mediation. And then you know i mean there's a whole bunch else i could say but i just realized i had a knack for it and then along the way instead of helping couples or people separately with like finances or relationships one day i realized i could put them together as a coach and a counselor and uh that there's such a huge need in this area because this is one of the toughest topics one of the main causes of divorce and breakups and so i was like whoa hold on i have a chance to make a difference here i have that Coaching and mediator background, and working with people as a community organizer, as well as the finance piece. As a former tax lawyer, former financial advisor, someone who studied economics, and has been a finance geek my whole life, and you know, I saw a unique opportunity to put those things together to help people really take this holistic approach.
0: Well, wow. well, wow. your work is definitely needed. Like you said, it's it's one of the number one reasons why people uh, divorce, right? Communication or lack of communication right and then talking about money being that so that's just like a a big mix right
1: yep exactly exactly
0: so how do you how do we um try to change that dialogue with our our spouse how do we make it more of a positive um conversation
1: yeah well i mean first of all for you and anyone listening tanya i mean for your audience um if you identify with this right and you Had, if you've struggled to have healthy dialogue with your partner, uh, I invite you to just try something new with me today, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And try it on, give it a shot, see if it fits. Uh, And if it doesn't, that's fine, right? There may be another approach for you, but maybe give it a shot and see how it goes. Um, So, my approach is about really kind of stepping back and creating. A space for a healthy conversation. And how do we do that? Well, um, it's similar to how we might do it in any other area of our relationship, right? For me, I always say first, cultivate some self awareness. So spend some time thinking about your own relationship to money and your history and how you grew up and the lessons you learned and the ones you either internalized or rejected from your life and the world around you and the people around you to start there right because that will help you understand why you've made the choices that you've made and what things get you into reactive defensive anger mode right when they come up in conversation and that's going to help you when you actually sit down with your significant other and talk right because that's where as we know things devolve is where someone says something and it triggers one person And then they get defensive or nasty and they trigger the other person and then it's it's a mess, right? So starting to cultivate some of that self-awareness to me is really essential. And inside of that, also, I love to have my clients ask themselves, why do you even care to do this work in the first place, right? Because it's not always easy work. It's sometimes uncomfortable, right? So why is it worth it? Right. And usually people, when they reflect on this, there's something along the lines of, well, yeah, you know, I recognize that we're not spending our money as efficiently as we could. Um, I want to prepare for retirement. I want to go travel. I want to take care of the kids, give them everything we can. I want to build generational wealth. I want to be able to help out my community, right. Whatever are the goals for them as well as, yeah, I I really do love my partner or spouse and I don't want this to get in the way of an otherwise great relationship, right? So let's let's figure this out, right? Because it's important to keep that why in your back pocket, because there will come moments where you're going to want to pull away and run away and hide away or fight back. And if you can go back to wait, this is in service of us having the best relationship ever in service of building generational wealth in service of giving our kids everything we can, right? Whatever your goals and why is, that can make such a huge difference. Right. So really starting with that piece, and I mean, I'm happy to share more, but I want to, yeah, pause.
0: <laughs> well, like I said, you, you're bringing up a lot of great information that a l- lot of us have. So really, it comes down to um, communication with not just uh, your partner, but yourself, Right. Yeah. So if you, how do you like repair a relationship if you never really came together and talked about your finances and like, you know, things change over time, people evolve. So how do you have that conversation and say like, you know, maybe your time, you know, you you spent money for your grandkids, but now the grandkids are grown. So how do you have that conversation? Like, okay, we're, we're not in the same direction anymore. How do we...
1: Yeah, I, to
0: move past this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a great question, right? And, and there's this, I mean, first of all, saying I'm sorry, a genuine I'm sorry, right, is always powerful. But it's like, well, sorry for what, right? So in that self-reflection, take a look and see what your role was in creating the dynamic that doesn't work with your partner, with your money. And you all if you have a dynamic that you don't like, you always played a role. And what do I mean by that, right? Sometimes I get people come to me and they're like, yeah, he keeps overspending the budget. And so Adam's gonna side with me and gonna say like, my husband's the bad one. And they say to me, okay, so like, yeah, he always overspends and I'm like, okay, got it. How long has that been going on? They're like, I don't know, our whole marriage, like 14 years. And I'm like, okay, so, how long have you been putting up with it, right? And they kind of, oh, 14 years. Yeah, I guess you're right, right? Because no matter what we, like we always played a role in allowing it to continue. We didn't draw a line in the sand, right? And I, I say this with humility, recognizing this is not an easy conversation, recognizing that there may be reasons why it was especially difficult for you to make a stand, right? A lot of power dynamics, especially around, gender um and how men still earn more for the same work and end up there that you know male dominated professions are higher paying and that there may be reasons why it's scary or difficult to speak up on this issue right so i'm holding that as well but looking at the individual couple or the particular couple right it takes two to tango always and you know somebody there's actions that don't work but there's also a lack of accountability for those actions I don't, work, right? Or that you've maybe another place people might look is like, yeah, you know what? It's true. I should have talked to you about this years ago. And instead I've been letting resentment build and that's not cool because I don't want to have resentment between you and me because I love you and you're my favorite person and my best friend, but that, that's my bad. Right. And right. so the the number one way in short to open or reopen a conversation is to own your role, right? To take responsibility and not with the expectation that, and now he's gonna apologize for always overspending. No, just look, you know what? Um, And you can even say, you know, you've overspent and that's been concerning to me, but instead of bringing it up with you in a healthy way, I went and held resentment, right, and and turned away from you. And that's not what I'm committed to as a partner, right? I'm actually committed to being open with you and us having the most loving and intimate relationship ever, right? And money, Mm -hmm. I've realized, is an important part of that. I've been too afraid to bring it up till now. That's my bad. I'm sorry, right? But I would like us to give this a shot and sit down and try and open this dialogue, right, and see what we can shift to make our lives better each each of our lives better and our relationship stronger right so it's really that mix of like taking responsibility for your part in it um, sharing a bit of the impact on you and why you care about this and then just like saying when can we talk right Right? like we we gotta have this conversation when can we have it right not just like okay I feel better because I apologize now I'm a good person and then you leave it there right? Because when we were talking about this, Tanya, before we started recording, like my stance is not just that we can stop fighting about money, but it becomes a way to strengthen our relationship. And I've seen it, right? I mean, I had a client come to me. um, The wife had a lot of anxiety about their financial situation. And she always felt guilty about spending money because they had credit card debt. So much so that when I asked her, if she had a magic wand and she could have whatever she wanted, regardless of the money it cost, what would she want? She had no answer. Mm. She literally had no answer. And I had to, across several weeks, work with her to coax out of her that she had desires that cost money. She had buried them down so deeply, she'd forgotten what they even were, right? Cool. And then when we got to them, there was six figures worth of wants that she had, you know, taking <laughs> more classes, redecorating the house, etc right? Um, so that's what happens when people aren't able to express themselves about this. And the point wasn't that she's going to get all of those things overnight, right? They still have that credit card debt to deal with. There's a, a thoughtful way to go about it. But when you're not even aware of your wants or needs, you're not communicating to them to your partner, you lose out on that intimacy. And when her husband heard her talk about these things, he was thrilled because he's like, now I know how I can be a better partner to you. Now I know what we can work on together that would be fulfilling for you, right? Like, right. Uh, and so what a difference that makes just to be able to even open up and have that conversation. Uh, but for her, that had become like, it become petrified, right? Like, and I don't mean scared petrified, like, like frozen in place petrified. And we needed to kind of knock it loose, right? She needed to open up to the possibility of what could be in her life. And, you know, there's a risk of disappointment there, right? Oh, I actually share what I want. I don't get it. But look at the other side. is like she was withholding that self-expression and her partner didn't even have the opportunity to see how he could care for her, Mm. right? She gave that back to him by opening up about this. And that's so important, feeling like you have someone who cares about you, right? Feeling like you can fight for each other and try and help each other have the best lives you want to have. Right.
0: So basically it's like if you're not, Um, sharing your your, um, full desires with somebody. You're you're withholding who you really are from yourself and your partner, right?
1: Yep. And I mean, does that work well in any other sphere of our relationship?
0: (laughs) No. No,
1: right? So money's no different, right? I mean, whether it's like sex or children or career or where you want to live or you know, like that's that stuff. Like, let's talk about. Right. Let's have those conversations, even if they're not easy or comfortable, and often they're not, right? Right. But that's okay. That's not a reason not to have them. Um, That's a reason to be with the emotions, to acknowledge yourself for having the courage to step into an uncomfortable conversation, and a reason to have empathy for your partner, even if they make a misstep in that conversation, because it is awkward and uncomfortable at times but to see how you can move through that together, which really builds trust. It builds love. It builds intimacy.
0: Right, right. Well, I know we're getting low on time. So my last question, I mean, it's not my last question. I have one more after this. How important is it to have a a joint account? Is that something that's something maybe couples need to look at more?
1: So it's a great question, Tanya. (laughs) What I say and i you know i've made some videos about this like on my youtube i talk about like i'm not prescriptive in my coaching because i believe that you and your partner are the experts in your own lives and your own relationship and it's for you to decide but what i can tell you does not work is if you've chosen a joint account out of fear or you have resentment about having a joint account or if you've chosen separate accounts out of fear right and you're not talking about So everything is situational, right? Like somebody who's experienced financial abuse, like a partner who took advantage of them financially in the past, they may not be ready right now for joint accounts. But if you are talking about your relationship with money and each other, right? Like that is the important part here that you both feel good about it, that you're using this to build intimacy, that you're using the conversations about money as a way to move closer to your dream life, your dream relationship the things you actually want to have, right? So whether it's joint accounts, separate accounts, or a mix, I've worked with clients who have started with and ended with all different iterations. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that their money is working for them, they're being intentional about it, and that they are in teamwork and partnership about this area of their life. Well,
0: thank you, Adam. That's great, great information on that. So. We are down our last few more minutes. So where can people find more information about you and their services that you offer?
1: Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, so I hang out on a couple of social media platforms. The most one is LinkedIn and you can find me there. Adam, A D A M. My last name's Cole K O L. So you just search for me. I'm probably the only Adam Cole with a K O L on there. Uh, I'm also on Linked on Instagram as a H K coaching as in, my name is Adam Hubble Cole. That's my full name. So, AHK Coaching and um, Instagram. And then that's also my website, ahkcoaching.com. Uh, on there, I have a guide to how to start the money conversation that talks a bit more and has some prompts around some of what I talked about today. Uh, so, you can find that on my website or uh, BIT LY slash start the money talk. All lowercase, B I T create L Y slash start the money talk. And um, yeah, I mean, I have tons of great resources out there and a ton of free stuff to check out. And I uh, just love to talk to people about this. So I encourage you to reach out to me and see how I can support you and your partner. And uh, I, I love to say, my, one of my little taglines is like helping couples transform their relationships with money and each other. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. Hey, you also mentioned your YouTube. Would you like to give a shout-out about your YouTube? Where can people find that?
1: Sure. It's uh, under the same name, Adam Cole, K-O-L. I don't know <laughs> the URL because it's got a bunch of letters and numbers in it. but I'm right. um, happy to send you the link. You can put it up. Your show notes.
0: <laughs> well, Mr. Adam, it's been a pleasure. And I want to remind our listeners that I will put all of Adam's links in the comments, everything that he mentioned that he wants to have uh, shown on there. And also, I want to say thank you for being on, Mr. Adam. It's been a pleasure. And our conversation is really just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yep. Absolutely, Tanya. And thank you for having me. And thank you to everybody who listened.
0: Thank you. And I also want to remind everybody that feedback is always welcomed. And uh, email us if you have any guests or show ideas that you'd like to see. Links will be posted in the comments. Like, share, and subscribe. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And again, thank you for tuning into this episode of Coffee with Tea. And again, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye, Adam.
1: Bye. Right, thank you.
0: Share with us, what was one of your takeaways from today's show? Post your answers in the comments.